Welcome back to this week's Here to Make It Queer. This week, Harry and I are recapping episode eight of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two, which, as I say every week, is a bloody mouthful. But anyway, my name's Adam, but that's a story for another time. Hello, I'm Harry, and if you don't have the shits and giggles, you're probably going to giggle and shit. Oh my god. <laughs> um, this week, we are joined by the fabulous, the other Giselle. Um, and we will be chatting all about the comedy challenge, which was, as Harry and I have discussed this morning. A great big question mark on the word comedy this week. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of feel bad for Don French, but we'll get into that later. Absolutely. Um, so without and- no further ado, let's just get straight into the podcast. Welcome back to this week's Here to Make It Queer. This week, Harry and I are joined by the fabulous Giselle. No, not that Giselle, the other Giselle. Um, She is Manchester and Leeds, is absolute icon, Instagram extraordinaire. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, I see what you did there. That was witty. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much for having me on. It's really exciting. Hello, darling. Long time no see. Hello, I know. I'm, I'm glad we had a little catch up before we started recording this. And yes, the juicy like gossip. We've the, was. Yeah, we've put the world to rights. All those nostalgic memories. I know. For yeah. those who don't know, the birth of Patsy was an iconic moment brought to you kindly by Giselle. <laughs> yeah. All right, you know, now you know. Now before you know. Before you Patsy. get into the episode, you might just want to head to Instagram um, at the Fabulous Adventures of Patsy for a little bit more context. Um, you might be slightly disturbed, a little bit perturbed, but... Or you could go to the other Giselle and follow me instead of Patsy the Plastic Doll, but thank you. Yeah, thank you, Adam. I like that we're plugging <laughs> That was going to go in at the end anyway. That would have been a nice segue. I love how my little plastic doll gets all the, star, the stardom of this uh, little interview. Yeah, I'm so excited right. that we brought Giselle here because... Da, 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 da. Patsy's coming out of retirement. Ah! <laughs> I need to buy her off Amazon next. Just yeah. I, 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 I'm feeling very Lagandra Stranger, very tacked. I've started recording and now the shit is being directed at me. <laughs> oh, don't, 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 don't. Um, what, what's just happened is this is the equivalent of booking Vivacious just to get our nature on the show. That is what we Yeah, you little bitches. <laughs> can I say can I say bitches? Sorry. Oh, swear, yeah. swear to your heart's content. Yeah, oh, we basically Fabulous. decided that everything gets marked as explicit now. It's easy. Okay. It's every well, episode. So there's I no... think when you work with drag queens, you, you, you soon learn everything does have to be marked as explicit. I think yeah. We had vinegar strokes on the show and things got filled. That's where we just decided it's <laughs> yeah. an explicit podcast now. Yeah. Do you know, I, this is why I don't understand people who throw events for like kids with drag queens. I'm like, no, it's like oil and water. Those two things just do not mix at all. Oh, you... Adam saying story this time. just become an adult. So oh, I got asked. I got asked to do that. I was like, absolutely. Not. I'm not reading the comments. We've tried to a load of toddlers. <laughs> Fuck off. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. And then do you know what he did with that cucumber, kids? Do you know what? Something like that could be quite funny. I mean, don't read yeah. children, but it'd actually be really funny if you did something along those lines because we've seen. Um, do you remember that guy that went viral who sang "My Neck, My Back" in an old folks' home? Oh yeah, something yeah. like that could actually be really amusing, and I think it, it could be, be like really funny. A hoot to do. <laughs> yeah. So this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's first talk about the mini challenge because mm-hmm. it was questionable. I think I, that's the best word to describe it. Yeah, I think one word to describe the whole episode would be choices. 
yeah choices indeed so we got the classic the classic beautiful moment where the queens have to lip sync to a rupaul song um but this week they weren't lip syncing they were punk rocking and were they though no it was really weird (laughs) but the theory was was it mask mask for mask singer yeah, it was, it was something along those lines, wasn't and it? I it was don't like, think anyone was really masking it. No, not at all. I think, yeah, they kind of like, blend, uh, I can't get my words out. It was like rockers, but it was so yeah. weird to watch. Mm. And it's funny because I think when they've done that sort of jerk challenge before, remember the fragrance and like a horror, not a horror, Eureka came out and she did the whole like, oh, call yes. me BJ. And it's like, that's what it should have been. Like, I wanted, like, proper, like, jerk butcher, like, jerk old northerner at the pub singing Kitty Girl. Yeah. And what we got was just lots of bizarre screaming in, like, glam outfits, but with, like, a moustache drawn on. I suppose yeah. it was their interpretation of masculine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I suppose we, we would have taken it differently. Maybe it's a northern south thing and possibly a Scottish thing. But, yeah, it was a bit, bit of a strange one, to be fair. And do you actually have to know all the words to that song? Because I would have been up the creek. That's the thing. Like, I'm remembering lyrics at the best of times. Imagine having to learn like a RuPaul song. Christ. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You should. um, Yeah, it's something you should probably know if you're going on the show, though. Like all the lyrics to the songs and things. Yeah, because you know he's gonna throw it in there somewhere. Be like, oh, I need you to sing to this song that you've never heard of. That was like, yeah. One of my first albums. <laughs> I know they do get a list of the lip sync songs, yeah. um, like a week before they go. Um, but I don't know if they're like, oh, you might want to know this RuPaul song. So maybe I think you just they kind of like... just get told to go through the discography of RuPaul. Oh, geez. Yeah, he'd be there a while. Yeah, yeah but they're, <laughs> yeah. they're all very just like the same three lines over and over. True. Yeah. Until you get into like, Guess who's back in the house? <laughs> and then you're like, Fuck uh, you're right. at your own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just a bit, bit of a weird mini challenge, to be fair. But I yeah. think some of them have been this season, like the cake one. Oh, I, yeah. actually, I, I really liked that. Did you? Yeah, that was because I was That's still fabulous at home for you. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think we did. <laughs> I was still at home then, and that was the first time Dad like audibly laughed at the show. Yeah. And with, I was like, with disgust, we're in. <laughs> no, he loved uh, Bimini's Brexit buns. He thought that was brilliant. Yeah, but that was the only bit that was funny. Uh, That's the point. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. was witty. That was really witty. Yeah. But and she proved the point this week uh, from that challenge where um, if you're just making your jokes filth, it means you probably don't have a strong material to start with. Because smart comedy wins. It's true. It's so true. And here's me as though I'm some kind of comedy queen. But um, <laughs> it's, it's so true. Like, because I think when you, when you start to lose a crowd or something like that, people do kind of revert to like crude jokes and swearing a lot and stuff. And I think intelligent comedy is absolutely hilarious. And I think that's why Bimini's doing so well, because she's, a, she's very switched on. She's yeah. very articulate and she knows how to kind of project herself really well. Yeah. So... She's, She's quite like a, a secret assassin with this competition. Yeah, and I think she is. I've said this on a previous episode as well. Um, I think what some of the queens have made mistakes with is they've overhyped themselves in challenges only to mm. underwhelm them. Like mm. we saw Estina go on for weeks about being like, you wait till you're in a lip sync with me sort of thing. And then it happened yeah. and she got sent home. And I think yeah. if she never mentioned yeah. it, it might have looked a bit more fun. Um, oh, it's a good Bim- idea. Bimini was really smart by not 
talking about her strengths. She's just gone and like, no one thought Bimini was going to smash Snatch Game. They were just like, oh, let's see what happens. Killed yeah. Yeah. She chose to the, be the She chose to be the presenter in the Morning Glory Challenge. Smashed it again. Like, yeah. She's you have very to keep... good at just underplaying and then delivering. Mm-hmm. And I think it's yeah. the right way to do it. You yeah. have to keep your cards close to your chest with stuff like that as well. Do you know what I mean? Because if you do go, oh, I'm the all singing, all dancing, da, 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 people are going to expect a lot as well. Yeah. And I think, look at Lawrence in the comedy challenge with Snatch Game. I think it can happen where I think you get so in your own mind because it's such an intense place to be and yeah. it's such an intense yeah. environment and it's constant every day. So it must get exhausting. And I just think like there's a lot of opportunity there to crash and burn as well. So yeah. I think by keeping your cards close to your chest, it's, it's quite good because uh, you're able to even impress yourself. Well, that's it. You, that, you yeah. just become that like pleasant surprise. And I think mm. people like that more than like someone that looks like a front runner. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happened on last season's America Drag Race. Like Gigi was winning every single challenge. And then by the sort of the last quarter of the show, you kind of stopped caring because you were just like, oh, Gigi won again. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think with this, we've seen Bimini literally go from lip syncing to just mm-hmm. killing the challenges. Like, yeah, to killing it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's good though. But she did really well. Like, it was really entertaining. Yeah. But so back to the mini challenge, we Ellie won. Um, yeah. Fine. It was the, I guess. I mean, I think it was like the worst of the. I mean, it was picking the best out of the worst, is what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets the advantage of choosing the lineup, which, as we saw, was a pretty contentious issue. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a reaction to picking a lineup on <laughs> on a comedy challenge more. And I don't even think she did anything too evil. But yeah, no. people really lost their shit this week. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm trying to play the devil's advocate here. So I'm trying Please to do. see it from yeah. both sides. Um, and again, going back to being in that environment. So by this point, there's been obviously they had the break during co- uh, during lockdown for COVID and things, but they've been there a good maybe week or two by now by this yeah. episode because it takes normally I think about two days to film an episode. Yeah. Um. So that's they're in it again. They're they're in that frame of mind where they're not really seeing anybody but themselves and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's like when you have like housemates or when you live with someone constantly as well, you're constantly like getting at each other. And I think yeah. tensions must be high anyway. And there's a lot at stake because everybody's there to win. Um so I think the littlest thing could be taken personally. And I think Lawrence felt like he was being set up. Yeah, a hundred percent. I can and, see and a way of that. With it. Action. Welcome yes. back from our small break, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, break. We didn't have a break because my editing is seamless. <laughs> Giselle was furious with uh, the mini challenge results, so she decided to go get coffee to calm herself down. And yeah, where we got up to, we saw Ellie Diamond win the mini challenge, and it gave her the privilege of choosing the lineup for this week's comedy challenge, which wasn't just a stand up comedy challenge. Rue had decided to give them a topic that they have to speak about, which does make things more difficult. This week, the queens had to talk about, was it oh, love, sex, marriage? Some Relationships, like yeah. 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 Um, so it narrows down what you can do as a comedy routine immediately. Um, mm. Giselle, yes. jokes on love, sex, marriage? Would you have enjoyed Take this as a challenge? <laughs> um, I think I would have. Like, I don't really call myself a comedy queen, but I feel like I've got a lot to talk about about this subject. So I yeah. feel like I wouldn't have been short of material. Yeah. Um, 
I think I would have gone down the route of like maybe starting off with like chat up lines and stuff and things that make you laugh. Yeah. But then like maybe talk about straight boys and just like the whole kind of like love in drag kind of thing. I think because I'm surprised no one went down that route actually. Yeah, this I was quite shocked, especially as a drag queen. It's kind of like <laughs> such a big thing. It's like the straight yeah. boy, like yeah, and it's relatable. Chases. Yeah, and I think. <laughs> I think it's even relatable with the gays as well because you get those like straight guys who just kind of just want to shag anything. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I think everybody's a little bit, it's quite relatable and I think it could be funny. So yeah, I think that's where I would have gone with it. But I think the challenge as a whole, it, it was a little bit more difficult for them having a subject because I think yeah. some people didn't feel as comfortable talking about, yeah. about it. And you could definitely tell. Mm. And uh, yeah, where some people clearly didn't feel comfortable talking about their relationships, um, yeah. other people were quite happy to talk about their nan's arsehole. So it was, <laughs> Gaping arsehole. Yeah, so it was very yeah. much uh, six and two threes this week, I think. But, yeah. That, <laughs> um, yeah. But let's, let's start with the lineup that Ellie chose, because I okay. think this is like an interesting part to discuss. Yeah. Um, so all for the past few weeks, we have had a horror as the main sort of contender of this, slagging off Ellie to high heaven, being like, why are you still here? You shit, piss off. Um, same with Tace, actually. Tace has been quite vocal for someone that's been in the bottom twice and won a group challenge badge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he again was like, yeah, you shit, why are you still here? Kel surprise, karma hit them in the ass when uh, Ellie got to choose the lineup. She put a horror first, she put Tace last. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, not the spots you want to be in, uh, especially if you're not a comedy queen at heart. Um, but weirdly, Lawrence was the most pressed about this. Even though <laughs> yeah. the spot was not that bad. He, was, he think... had the spot I would have wanted because it was close enough to the end to be remembered and you knew that a weak contestant was going to be after you. Yeah, so it's, you, it's, you, it's you, so you true. You as the finale rather than... I think it goes back to what we were saying about them being in that situation where they're locked in the hotel room. So the littlest things trigger. And yeah. so obviously yeah. if you're sat there and you're seeing these people day in, day out, and you're all competing against each other, it could drop a pen and it would piss you off. So yes. I think by Ellie choosing this way of um, the lineup, I think fair enough, you're playing a game. You're there to yeah, play exactly. a game. And I think like even in life, sometimes you do have to kind of like, play the game to get where you need to be and I yeah. think even Rue when she said did you choose the lineup and then she was like oh you shady bitch uh, but she, she like nodded as though to say well that's how you get ahead yeah not all yeah. the time but I think sometimes yeah I but think I think we've seen her. queens do way worse mm. on other on other seasons I don't think she did anything evil I think she no. really she picked a lineup that worked for her she thought I need someone weak to go after and yeah. I don't want someone good to be too close to me but like Adam said it's tactical. It saved her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think yeah. by putting a horror first, I think that was a lot of pressure for her. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, I was really excited for this challenge, probably more so of any episode this season, because we didn't really have a, like a stand-up challenge yeah. last season. Um, and compared to like the All-Stars 5 challenge with like Cracker and Shay, which I was howling at, I was a little bit, well, I'm, I was very disappointed this week. Yeah. I think it's hard as well, and I, I will give them some props because telling jokes to a room of nobody is horrible. <laughs> you vibe off an audience, I think, and when you don't have an audience, to, when your audience is four people that are judging you, rather and than one of them's Dawn French, time, and one yeah. of them is Dawn French, who I love. <laughs> yeah, same. Like the pressure's it's hard. on. Yeah, because mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I thought it was a funny like setup by putting like sex dolls and teddy bears as the audience. Yeah. For me, it's like, you've got a whole camera crew there that have been interacting with the queens for weeks now. Why don't you just mm. let them sit and watch it? And I think yeah. it would have been a nice thing post-pandemic for us to be able yeah. to see the behind-the-scenes team. I suppose it makes it more of a challenge, though, uh, well, when yeah. they are there <laughs> to compete. So I suppose, like, by not having a crowd to feed off, it is a little bit more difficult. It's like performing. Like, it's really yeah. hard doing these lives to, like, a camera. Do you know what I mean? And having yeah. no crowd there. And it is really strange because you do feed off energy. We are we're humans at the end of the day, and I think that we do share these energies and yeah. I think when you're there and you just there's nothing coming back I think it can it can really make you bomb yeah because yeah. because comedy is it's a group activity that's the whole point of comedy it is. yeah it's a group of people getting into a room to share breaths of laughter and mm-hmm. I think if you're telling jokes to essentially four people and a camera crew that have to stay quiet for the sake of editing <laughs> it already feels awkward yeah and, I don't think it helps that the jokes also weren't particularly funny. Um, yeah, that, mm. I think it heightened it. <laughs> I think there were a lot of really awkward moments. I actually sat there yeah. cringing a little bit and I was like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. Because yeah. normally yeah. you get the funny moment of like, Alyssa Edwards will do a bad set, but then Jinx will do a funny one. This was like, yeah. you kind of, every set felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To Even, some extent. Like, I love, well, Bimini's was my favourite. But there were even moments in that where I was like, it's a bit silent. But with the going back to the like, vibing off an audience, I do almost feel like whether you're performing to like Wembley Arena or four people in a room, you should be able to like, that should be the same experience. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just being harsh this week because I woke up on the okay. wrong side of the bed. <laughs> I do, you know, I feel like if you're, whether you're telling a joke to one person or a hundred people, yeah. it's the same yeah. level of, there could be a hundred people in the room and all you need is that one, one. person to believe in you. It's true. But at the same time... And it was Don French because no one else seemed to, <laughs> to be uh, Yeah, she was a great week. judge. She was a great judge. I think it would be great to see her come back. I honest, would love because... Don's comeback for a real, like a proper challenge in a, a normal environment because yeah. I think she gave good critiques. She was really oh, she was... friendly. Yeah. She's like, I think I know to everyone in this podcast, like she's an absolute hero. Oh, I love her. And yeah. I was like, oh, why did we not get you to like direct an acting challenge or like do a sitcom challenge or something that yeah. really could have strengthened her? Because she didn't even get to sit with the queens during the comedy stand-up, like the, the rehearsal. So it was yeah. kind of like, she was brought in as a comedy legend that didn't get to sit and do the comedy run-through with them. Yeah, yeah. Why it was did a they send Alan Carr in? I mean, he is a stand-up. <laughs> well, yeah, right, I know that. <laughs> and I'm not like attached, I'm not coming for him. But like, he's been on the... I, I think it was season. not being able to put two people sat next to each other without they that perspective screen. Though. Yeah. And mm. I, I think for that reason, they chose to just do it as one to make life easier. Because when we've seen other seasons, it's usually been Ross and whoever their comedy guest is, like whether it's Cecily Strong or... It was like Kathy like Griffin yeah. recently, wasn't it? But yeah, maybe because of COVID, they could only have her on set for one day. And that that's was what the I day think before. it was. Yeah, because yeah, the day before, wasn't it? When, uh, and when I know she said that she was brought in and everything had to be really strictly. Yeah. So she was literally like, I was there to watch the show and critique. That's all I was kind of allowed to do. Well, so, I heard that um, apparently they had Elton John booked in and then they couldn't have him anymore because of COVID. No. Yeah. That's a little bit of this? tea, coffee or hot beverage for you there. Well, <laughs> yeah, they apparently. better bloody get Elton John. Apparently. 
Um, yeah, but because of COVID and lockdown and things, he couldn't do it. He was going to be a guest judge, apparently. Oh my god, that I is insane! Can he just host it instead? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine coming out on a huge rhinestone piano and then just kicking off, like having to like smashing a vase, like fuck this! That was a shit challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get him started on H and M. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Could you imagine? Well, um, I heard, yeah. I'm going to throw in another bit of like juicy. Who was supposed? Oh, to here be. we go. So during the Snatch Game, obviously, it was mm-hmm. uh, Gemma Collins as the most terrible Snatch Game performance ever and yeah. Michelle Visage. And apparently Michelle was doing it because I think originally they'd booked Kim Woodburn and with her being in the high-risk age category, she wasn't allowed to come in in, in the end, I think. <laughs> oh, what a shame. And I was like, time, that's hilarious. We, we needed Kim Woodburn for Snatch Game, I think. We that did. would have been incredible. <laughs> because yeah. Gemma Collins just looked bored. I know. We should be in paid per word or something like that. <laughs> Like, I honestly, I'm, I'm just glad that she t- showed up for a gig because, like, she's been booked in Manchester three or four times. And then she was like, oh, I can't come because of family commitments. And she was sat in Harrods having afternoon tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, she fucking was. Uh, what made was. me laugh the most is the weird, fake, posh accent she put on. I think she's, like, hoping that Rue would take her to America and, like, get her stardom. Oh, it's like, God. you can put on the show to be, like, a messy, loud bitch. And she came yeah. and was like, yeah. I think the answer is thank you, Rue. <laughs> I think we have the first enemy of the pod now, and it's Gemma Collins. Collins. Yeah. She's the enemy of the gays, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Although I did love back in the day when Viaduct. Sorry, I know we always mention Viaduct on the podcast. We're leads. Deal with it. Why not? Um, they. I remember the good old days after uh, the memes came out, where every drag queen on stage would get introduced as Gemma, you silly cunt. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, Giselle. But they'd literally go next up to the stage, it's and then just play the sound of Gemma, you silly cunt. And they did every performance for about a month. Yeah, that's, and that's it was the best right, thing that ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> oh and I kind of wanted to make a comeback. Yeah, let's, let's like, try and campaign for it. We'll bring it back. Yeah, point, the podcast should almost be like sponsored by Viaduct because literally every episode we bring it up. Yeah, Terry and Michael, if you're listening. <laughs> nudge, Just, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> We've digressed I'll, I'll a little wave, bit, though. I'll, I'll sorry, guys. Again. Yeah. Back no, sorry. Shall we go back to like talking about the contestants? So yeah. a horror. <laughs> we'll yeah. start with yeah. So yeah, first up is the young dumb in full of cum a horror, which I think that says everything about her. Says it all, doesn't it? Really, I kind of think this. There's only down to go from there, to be honest with you. I think it's a... That was really funny, though. Like, if she'd had that maybe at the end. Yeah. I think her... Like Tay said, that's her humour. Um, and I think Rue later on said that he was laughing because he was shocked because it was so vulgar. Yeah. Um, and I think there is a fine line between being vulgar and being funny. Uh, yeah. I think you can you can take it a little bit too far sometimes where it goes a little bit tasteless. Um, and this is the point I was going to make. I, like, granted, she's not a professional stand-up comic, but yeah. um, if you want to take it to a level, so for example, Frankie Boyle in the UK is a comedian that is known for a deliberately offensive crude joke. He is, yeah. But what he does with it is he has a perspective on that joke. So where it might sound as something that's just slagging off a gay person or a woman or something always then comes back into like a jerk political this is the ignorance of a tory or something yeah. like that yeah and mm-hmm. i think that's what she didn't do she she went crude but didn't have a punchline other than just th- like fisting shock and I factor think, I yeah and i think if grandma. it was like really filth and then the, there was like a quick narrative of oh it's because my grandma got her sexual awakening in her 70s or something it could have had more of a flow to it but yeah it, it was just nothing other than just 
saying filth about an old mm. woman. Yeah. <laughs> and when like your entire set is bleeped out from what we and the bits we actually heard weren't fantastic. I mean, I guess the judges obviously got a better yeah, but I think you have to be aware of the content that you're putting out there. You have to be aware of what you're writing and you have to you have to kind of, you know it's a TV show, so you know it might get censored, you know yeah. there's children watching. And I think um, it is a worldwide watched television show, so you do have to be very aware of what you're saying. Um, and I think there is ways of going about it um, and not actually having to say certain things. Do you know what I mean? Like euphemisms yeah. and you could, yeah. You could be more intelligent with it. That's how I felt with it. It was, mm. it, yeah, I think it was quite naive of her to think, I'll shock yeah. them and it'll gag them with how funny I am. And like you mm-hmm. said, I don't think she thought logically of, the BBC probably aren't going to put all this out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw years ago when it was the season six comedy challenge, I think it was Laganja made jokes about an old lady's vagina <laughs> to a room full, oh, of, yeah, a room full of old people. And they literally people. said, you, you didn't pay attention to what your audience was. Granted, this room didn't have an audience, but your audience are four judges. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like you said, RuPaul's probably not going to be the one that's going to laugh at an old lady's gaping arsehole. Unless no. it's like an uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> yeah. Which is she what did you look thought. beautiful, though. I will give her credit. The I dress and the wig. Beautiful. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Tick. One positive from this week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> One point. <laughs> but then she was followed by Ellie, which was... Possessed by the dick goblin. Yeah, that was a disturbing <laughs> one for me to watch. Because she was like, she was moderately funny. But I think she just went too fast. Yeah. yeah like she, she felt uncomfortable being up there. So she was just rushing and then it was... Rah, 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 rah. Joke, joke, joke. I, I'm going to be honest, it made me feel a little bit awkward and cringe a little Same. bit. I think out of all of them, I think that one was the one that made me feel the most uncomfortable, not because of what she was saying, because I, I'm not easily shocked, but yeah. um, I think because of like just how it went down, I just think there's, yeah. I mean, I know it's a difficult, it is a difficult challenge for people because you're completely exposing yourself on that stage there with the microphone and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it, it was an awe for me. I think the bit that I found awkward about it, um, for similar reasons, but it's like, the things she was saying, I wouldn't be shocked or felt uncomfortable if it came from the cock destroyers. Because you know that's their Mm humour. Whereas she's pitched herself this whole season as being like the young, delicate, tall Scottish flower that wears doll dresses. And there's something really like visually uncomfortable for me about watching someone almost dressed like a child talking about wanting dick. Yeah. And she did say that it was an alter ego, like Dirty D or whatever she said. Yeah. Dirty Diamond was it, yeah. yeah. So she did try to pass it off as a as an alter ego, but I think you're right. I think if you've got that image and that aesthetic of being innocent and cutesy, I think there's a way of going about it where she could have gone down the cutesy route of love and but yeah. done it as a psycho or something. Do you know what I mean? So exactly. like, yeah. Or yeah. at least dress up as a dominatrix if you're going to do like filth <laughs> jerks about it. But yeah. it, it was a yeah. weird position of dressing delicate mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. do like because she came out still bouncing like doing her like ooh <laughs> like lovely little girl shtick yeah and yeah. then just spent the whole night talking about how much she wants to be bummed <laughs> it was definitely a uncomfortable <laughs> one and I almost didn't know if the judges were laughing at her or with her yeah I get what you mean I get what you mean with that one yeah it was a it was a bit of a strange one but then we had I think I've written these in the wrong order I think there's Bimini next 
wasn't it? I've written these in the wrong order. And then we have Bimini. Um, <laughs> not a joke, just a fact. I loved her. Not a joke, just a fact. I did too. I thought she was really good, very witty. Um, and like I said before, she's she's just so self-aware and so articulate with her words. And yeah, yeah, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. What she's done that I think is clever as well is um, she's kind of had a consistent brand all the way through. She's been able to throw mm-hmm. herself into every challenge and do what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we saw her enter the workroom the first time saying, I'm vegan. And then we saw her in the cake challenge talking about the struggles of Brexit. And yeah. she's very smart at doing these things. And this mm-hmm. one, everything was like, we're going to overthrow the patriarchy. And it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. she's very clever at making things she believes in funny. Yeah. And Drag is a political statement as well. And yeah. she's using this platform to get a point across. And I think yeah. even the conversation that she had with Ginny about gender and about how yeah. they identify, I think that was a really important moment for british television because there's not really been many things like that out on the bbc and i think young kids and people who just haven't got like kind of queer people around them i think it's going to be a massive stepping stone for them and it's really going to help them and i think like you said for the bbc as well it's so important because i know back in the day you had things on channel four like my transsexual summer and stuff like that which Mm -hmm. that was kind of as good as it was getting at the time it shows like that are where they'd be like we're gonna put people of all sexualities and genders into one house to it to have fun for the weekend and see how they interact but it was all very forced and this just felt like a genuinely open conversation about identity and i yeah. think for, for the bbc a mainstream platform to do it as well is is a massive thing i think yeah. expect the unexpected still getting off for having lesbians dancing and stuff like that yeah <laughs> it, she is definitely like wait even when she comes down the runway i don't know what to expect but i know chances are i'm gonna like it absolutely absolutely yeah. she's constantly thinking outside the box and i love that side of dragon i love to see it um i just think she's just a brilliant mind and it's so nice to see her kind of like skyrocket in this competition where she started off and she was lip syncing in the first episode to where she is now it's so nice to see growth and personal growth yeah Yeah. i mean she had dirty jokes in there as well like she put deep throating and avocado (laughs) yeah like it was put in tastefully and i could see her doing that because she was really talking about, like you said, she was talking about avocados and her vegan lifestyle. And it was taking a dirty joke and playing it into a clever narrative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Think... It's, it's a way of being witty with it. Do you know what I mean? And she, yeah. wasn't, she wasn't that vulgar. She wasn't that disgusting. But no. she did have the humour there as well. Yeah. And exactly. the fact that she's never done, or she said she'd only done stand-up like twice. twice. I, think, yeah. mm. I would pay to That's give amazing. Do like an hour that. <coughs> Excuse me. It's all right. Yeah, I'd have it's to go. It's not COVID, don't worry. It is COVID. Yeah. We've got the test results. <laughs> yeah, I got swabbed the other week. I'm fine. I know it's not me. <laughs> I've had like my the... first vaccine. I'm chilling. Jeremy well, have Kyle. You? Yeah. Oh, God, Jeremy Kyle. After the Just bring up. <laughs> we have your results. Uh, who was well, after Bimini? Oh, yeah, then Lawrence, the most so it was controversially angry person for this mm. week that, yeah, really went off like cray. Uh, Set-wise... I don't think it was awful. Give me two seconds. Um, yeah. I'm just going to nip for a wee because I've had a lot of water and I'm like, oh my God. So you'll have to edit that bit out, but just give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> Let me talk to you about this week's sponsors. As always, we're joined by Squatty Potty, which is a great way for you to get bowel movements. Wait, no, I'm kidding. We're not What's the Tea podcast. We don't have a sponsor. 
We are not sponsored, y'all. We are, if anything, we're sponsored by Tears, Desperation, and a little bit of hot glue. <laughs> well, if anyone would like to sponsor us, it'd be lovely, because to be honest, my heating stopped working, and I'm going to have to pay for a, <laughs> a boiler repair man to come down. So I could do with a bit of sponsorship money, please. And I need to pay my phone bill tomorrow, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, my phone. You see? It's always the unexpected one. I think, should we just... Should we just let's, keep going? Let's just keep talking. I mean, it. I kind of need to pee as well. Oh, for fuck. I can't hold a crowd by myself. I th- you're okay, well, have... guys, there's going to be a bit of ASMR. I'm just going to eat biscuits. So I'm no, to... I am so sorry. I've got like, the bladder of pee. But I was just about to go as well, and then you just come back. Well, go. Yeah, I'm going to leave you with Harry's ASMR of the biscuit. Ooh, yeah, okay. I don't need to do the biscuits anymore. I've got Giselle back to chat. Yeah. <laughs> biscuit tin's going away. <laughs> Oh, you've got a biscuit tin. I'm jealous. Oh, How I very know. British of you. Oh, I'm so old. It's because at Christmas this year, I just got so many biscuits from people. No one's yeah. ever bought me biscuits. I love that. I just oh, kept you're getting, getting offloaded. old. You're getting old. That's it. I've now. had more shortbread than I know what to do with. Oh, I love shortbread. But these ones are shortbread. great. Again, not sponsored content. This is an MS. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> shortbread biscuit and it's got this is not just an M&S biscuit this is oh this no is shit M&S flat bake shortbread with caramel chunks ooh you made me want one now yeah fabulous sorry I'm um, Bert Erva we're back to the pod <laughs> just yeah, wanted to like Shirley Bassett leave that in fuck it don't even edit it out it'll be funny oh <laughs> um I like because I used to get a lot of alcohol for Christmas, and uh, this this Christmas just gone is the first Christmas that I've done sober. Yeah. So like my family, well, my parents told all my family that like I'm sober, um, and all I got was chocolate, and I was literally <laughs> living my best life. I yeah. was like, this is amazing, but it was like twenty thirty quid's worth of chocolate, so you could imagine the stash Perfect. that I had. It's yeah. all gone now, but it was amazing. I'm that sort of person, when I was a kid and I used to get like 10 Easter eggs as a child or whatever, they would mm. last me the year. I'm not a quick chocolate eater. Are you joking? Oh my God, I, I inject it. Like... I don't have a massive sweet tooth. I'm the sort of person that would buy like a big galaxy bar, but it'd stay in the fridge for weeks and I'd just break off bits at a time. That's sociopath behaviour. Um, yeah, house. I'm kind of disgusted yeah. by this No, for me it's crisps. I can buy like a multi-pack of crisps and they're gone in a day. That's my dangerous bit. I'm a savoury mm. like snack rather than a sweet snack. Oh, oh I like both. Anything I can get my hands on. <laughs> <laughs> Same, same. Speaking of speaking of chunky and spunky, how did Lawrence do this week? <laughs> oh, that was a good segue. That was that a good was, segue. Yeah, um, I think everybody with Lawrence was kind of expecting a lot. Yeah, um, same and with again, with him. Yeah, and we don't know we don't know what went on behind the scenes. Uh, we don't know how it's been edited because this is one thing we have to be aware of as well as that yeah. things are edited. Um, it is a TV show at the end of the day, but. Yeah, I think it did take uh, a lot of time to get to the point with our storytelling. But again, it might be nerves. Like, she might have been in her own head. Yeah. That's, it reminded me very much of a certain dessert-named performer from season 12's comedy challenge last year with the goldfish. Oh, Berry Spy. Mm. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Where they <laughs> ran over by, like, 10 minutes. Miss Mossy. Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, um, he who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to. Sorry, podcast break. Did you watch the interview though? Fuck me. Ooh. <laughs> okay. No, but podcast. you know what interview I'm excited for? The royal interview on Sunday with Oprah. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, yes. Oh, wait, no. If you're it. listening to the podcast, God, wasn't that a juicy thing last night? 
Mm. Yes, how fabulous. But wow. me, Megan, when she came in on that tandem bicycle, didn't she look stunning? Wow, I that can't was believe amazing. she bitch slapped the queen on national television. I know, and she had an arm wrestle with Oprah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part two is out next yeah. week and they mud wrestle, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, can't wait for that. Prince Harry did the ice bucket challenge. It was great. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. A little bit of yeah. ASMR at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Lawrence. God. Back to Lawrence, yeah. Anyway, we digress. Um, yeah, yeah what did you both think? <laughs> I, I thought it was funny coming out with, like, immediately the camel toe thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone was looking at it. Yeah, make a joke about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. I think it started mm-hmm. strong. He went in and kind of was like, I have my set. I have my, like, peaks and troughs of telling the jerk. I yeah. do think editing-wise, they made it sound like the jerk took even longer than it probably did. Um, <laughs> When they were like, I think you know that they're like setting up a joke to fail when they have four queens confessionals interject the start to the punchline. Mm, very the true. Um, it did take a while though. It was a very long yeah. way of basically saying he got outed by his mum. Was yeah. Sorry if you mm-hmm. haven't watched, but if you have, why are you listening to this? Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was just a really long way to go when it did seem like it started with promise with like the camel toe joke and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, even the end joke wasn't that funny. I can't remember it if I'm completely I honest. can't remember it. It was like, I think it was like his mum screaming um, uh, oh, the yeah, dad's yeah, name, Lawrence added. wants to tell you he's gay. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of hype for an, an all right punchline. Yeah, but I almost wish that for the comedy challenges anyway, they just played the whole set and didn't jump in with confessionals. Yeah. yeah, give them two to five minutes and just show that. Yeah. This like, is the thing with TV, though. It's all, it's all edited. It's like Snatch Game. They all get asked so many questions, yeah. but it, they don't even show everybody's answers. So no. it's, yeah. it's such a shame. And I think they it's, pick the highs and the lows for each one. Exactly. Absolutely. It's not a true representation of who you're seeing. So each of those characters who we've seen in that, yeah. who we've been seeing in that TV show, we've not seen all of them. We've only seen a certain way that it's been manipulated to show them. Um, yeah. And I think production have got a big thing to play with that as well because they are. Oh, I don't know if I can. Yeah, I'll say it. Um, they Does are. Can't say it because you'll be on Drag Race season. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I think the they're very vocal with the contestants before they go on the show. Like, they're literally 100%. on the phone with them for hours each day. And I think, in my mind, in my opinion, opinion, um, I think they have a, a game plan before they start filming. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think it's kind of been quite obvious the whole way through the show um, how they've been shown certain queens in certain light. Yeah. yeah. And I, think, I, I wanted um, to talk about this as well for, for similar reasons. Even oh, down really? to the, the, the first promo trailer we got of this season, mm-hmm. it kind of focused on four queens rather than yeah, four With cats. speaking parts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think, again, that kind of shows the narrative that's being pushed before it was pushed. Whereas the first season, it was just everyone in a room. Well, yeah. that's the thing with that, going back to that ad, they had Veronica's really uncomfortable, I'm a stallion baby, which makes me want to go be sick. Cause that was so uncomfortable to watch. And yet they obviously knew she was leaving. So why did they spend so much time on her and not? They're pretty hyped for next year. Like I'm pretty sure <laughs> Joe Black had more screen time than Sister Sister. Well, well look at- Joe Black was barely look- seen. Look at Joe Black in the first episode. So when they did the icons, okay, um, for some of the queens, they showed the icon in that actual outfit. Yes. But then for Joe, why they didn't, didn't show Bowie. Bowie in the suit? Yeah. 
do you know what I mean? And like Cherry, they didn't show the Freddie Mercury that Cherry yeah. did. And it's just, I kind of feel like they were setting people up. Sorry, yeah. I've got notifications coming through. I, um, I feel like they, they know what they're doing. Yeah, and that's the, what I found with it, is they were definitely building that storyline. That's like you said, for me, she came out as Bowie straight away, and it was genius. Mm-hmm. And we've seen on the show before where they've gone, oh, you played it too literal. We want to see your interpretation. Joe came on and gave his interpretation. And yeah. then they were like, oh, we didn't, why were you not Bowie enough? But I was like, but you got Alan Turing from a, a disco rave print suit. Mm. Like, anyway, we're going back to episode one anyway, but yeah. <laughs> kind of digressing again, aren't we? I know. But, but so this is say. the narrative thing that keeps getting pushed. Yeah. And I think it was obvious yeah. this week, like you said, with editing, who yeah. was being sort of somewhat favoured into and speaking of people who have been extremely favoured the entire competition to a questionable level, which I think is apparent to every single person watching, we have Tace. Okay. That was a, that was a mouthful. Well done. You didn't <laughs> even stumble. Yeah, that was um, a proper patter song. I am the general. <laughs> um, yeah, I think closing the show, you've had everybody go before you. So yeah. obviously there's, there's a lot of expectation. However, saying that, it, I was looking forward to it because I was still waiting for it to be I was still waiting to laugh, so I suppose there would be yes. quite a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? However, it is also semi-advantageous because you can sort of see what worked and didn't work for other people and sort of edit. But yeah. that's a story for another time. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. God. yeah. Which you did seem to say quite a lot. Yeah. There is I'd... a comedy challenge where we want to hear the stories now. Maybe it's just a fallback way of saying things, though. Like, and maybe yeah. she was just involuntarily saying it because I say, "Do you know what I mean?" all the time, Same. and I don't think about it, and it's not a conscious thing. I just, it just comes out. It's and like then when you get I say, friends like, go, "Yeah, I'm not thick." <laughs> um, so maybe just in that moment, she was like, "That's a story for another time," just because she couldn't, she couldn't articulate what. Think she of a transition into the next. Yeah, one. I think exactly. that's what I would do as well. If I got stuck, I'd be like, "Okay, this first half of the joke did not land. Let me quickly try something else." Yeah, exactly. I mean, the beans on toast bit was funny. And this is what she, I was going to say. She she was she, self with it. Yeah, she attacked it from a different approach. She just went, yeah. oh, like, my love life's wank, but what's never let me down has been fucking beans on toast. Mm. And I think it was a funny way to do it. I just wish that the jokes had more structure because I think the yeah. concept was funnier than some of the other queens. Yeah. Um, I know they don't get a lot of time to write it, though, either. No. So, obviously, like, that's a, that's a big factor as well. Like, we, we need to keep in mind that that it's done in a few hours do you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. it's a lot of pressure and i don't i don't think it was as bad as they made out to be like the alphabetty spaghetti was quite funny she had a <sighs> yeah. good joke about ellie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i kind of thought the bottom should have been ellie in a horror i agree yeah, yeah. i think i agree i think taste kind of she stuck with her she she's known for being this beautiful fashion model and she came out and she was beautiful and even when she was talking about the beans on tour she was sexy with it and i think she stuck yeah she was true to the brand and yeah. she kept herself all the way through and she she knows herself yeah um and yeah so I, I think i don't think she should have been in the bottom for that no um yeah but i do when we like i guess so we're skipping ahead a little bit but the lip sync i did not think hers was that spectacular i don't think she necessarily should have been in the bottom but i do think she lost the lip sync personally yeah 
I saw yeah. it the same way. But that's a story for another time because we have runways to discuss. <laughs> we do. Anyway. Moving on. So was the thing I can't. I first, let me take a quick break to tell you about Squatty Potty. I'm kidding, but we have like a five minute warning again. <laughs> yeah, so we will be right back with runways, which is, is it dripping in diamonds or stoned on the runway? Because I think it was stoned on the runway. Well, when Cherry was telling us when we were helping her get ready for it, she said it's dripping in diamonds. So they maybe tell, they... They tell you names that aren't exact to what they give you, so you can't yeah. fully think of a clever pun and stuff. Because I'd seen both on Instagram this morning. I'd seen Dripping in Diamonds and then Stone of the Runway, and I was like, what's going on? I th- yeah, I think yeah. Ru- I think Rue kept referring it to as Dripping in Diamonds, but I think when he said Category is, I'm sure he said Stone on the Runway. Yeah. I think oh, he well, kind of loosely was... mentioned the birth. But also, yeah. before we have our Squatty Potty sponsored break, um, <laughs> let's just take a second for Cherry's Dripping in Diamonds slash Stone of the Runway look that she posted mm-hmm. on Insta. Yeah, it was stunning this Incredible. week. Incredible. As it has been every week, but... Yeah, I think you just need to remember that this was like over a year ago. Yeah, um, the, the the break has been intense. Like, so. yeah, and so has the glow. I think. Yeah. Um, I think she. I know she's she's not happy with the look itself because like she's so much more elevated. Yeah, um, oh, I love so, it. Though. Yeah, it was it was fabulous. It was fabulous, and I remember at the time we were all like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" But a lot of changes over here, and I think yeah. If she were to do it again, it would be completely leveled up. I know if I'm well. Yeah. Yeah. But now, are we... Are we, are we talking about looks? Or are we having a break? Or... We'll do a quick we... break to reload. I in. think we're going to... Okay. This is chaos. This has never happened before. I do apologise <laughs> to everyone. It's me. This. I've got some kind of weird thing with technology. It just Have never works. Have you brought the Zoom curse? She's a voodoo witch, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, um... <laughs> I don't know if I brought a curse, but I know I don't get on well with technology. <laughs> you heard it here first. Giselle has Giselle on the your podcast. She is oh, going to curse. Oh shit! I forgot it. we're still recording. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut this like five minutes before this bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you in two minutes. In case we keep it. And cut. And now the runways. Yes. Were they Thoughts stoned on the on runway? Were the they runway. dripping in diamonds? We don't know. But they were shiny and I like shiny things. Yeah. The magpie side of me was happy with what I saw this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, however, I do think they could have been elevated a little bit more. Oh. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know. No, I, I, just... I have a few thoughts of people as well, but I'm glad that you've said that. So let's go I... the same... Oh. No, no, go for it. Sorry, oh, I'm talking over I was over just going to say, do you want to go in the same order as the comedy? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, yeah. Okay, so starting with the horror. Thoughts, mm-hmm. feelings, emotions. Beautiful. I thought she looked yeah. incredible. I love the concept. Um, I think... <laughs> I, did you see on her Instagram that she uploaded it in a wheelchair as well? Yes, I have thoughts on fab. this. Because that it was, was stunning. Mm-hmm. The bit I'm that made me laugh now. about was um, how much she bummed on a sister-sister for being a copy. And then she kind of did Violet Chatterjee's <clears throat> breathing Chatter tube, but then also did it with the sort of stoned wheelchair that Lady Gaga did in 2007 for a paparazzi VMA performance. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So but it I mean, kind of made me laugh that she was like, you're a copy. And I thought, well, nothing's original anymore, which is the point no. I'm making. I don't think she did bad. Um, yeah. What but are it the ethics around that, though? What, pretending to own a wheelchair? 
Well, mm. you have to, I mean, if you go in for a minor operation, doesn't mean you're disabled, but you will get taken out in a wheelchair post-hospital. Yeah, true. Because it's a health and safety thing. So having an IV drip in a wheelchair didn't bother me on the Instagram. Um, I kind of wish you did the wheelchair. The However, wheelchair. you're not That's a person in a wheelchair. Do you know what I that mean? That is very so, true. Yeah. That's just where my mind is going. I'm like, true. Mm. It's not an accessory. I do get that. But yeah. It was kind of fabulous. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Look wise, though, I thought it was stunning. The hair was excellent. Yeah. 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 I want to know who. I bet it was no. Dan who does all of Joe's. Oh, no, it wasn't. Really it was Dan corrected. But um, yeah, runway, it was. I wouldn't say it was necessarily obvious, but I feel like a white diamond outfit doesn't excite me too much just because. I think we, we see it on Drag Race quite a bit. It's kind of yeah. like you either a black diamond or you go white diamond. And mm-hmm. I think especially after like the week before having that like the beautiful blue like runway, I kind of wish this was a colour as well. Yeah. And I know Ellie Diamond self-taught and I think it's incredible that she makes her own outfits. However, a lot of her looks are all very similar silhouettes with a tiny little thing changed. And yeah. I just think, I kind of feel like I already know what it's going to look like before she comes around the corner of the runway. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it was pretty. She looked beautiful. She's a fab queen. Her makeup's oh, incredible. Yeah. However, I just feel like... I wasn't I, I, surprised I know in any way by with Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. 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 I like a queen who keeps me on the toes and who, who you don't really know what, what to expect visually but, from. But them. the other queen yes. said that at the start of the episode as well, with, with her last week being in the competition from the design challenge. They said... Well, what you did wasn't surprising to us because mm, it felt very, same. it felt very, and she was like, oh, well, I've never done that silhouette before. And they were like, no, but the look, it was quintessential. Like we, mm-hmm. you just gave us Ellie Diamond again. You I know you're week, getting that big poofed hair. Big poofed hair, short yeah. skirt. Top. A little skirt. Boots. And it, it works for her. That's brilliant. She's yeah. worked out who she is. She's got a brand. She's got her aesthetic. You know what she, it's like, <laughs> you, you, you see something and you think that's yeah. Ellie Diamond and that's brilliant. She's put a stamp on something. But for me, I think, like, I take a lot of inspiration from fashion and art. And I just yeah. think, like, I find that really, like, inspiring. Seeing, like, yeah. a queen who will do, like, fashion references and things. So I think Ellie, I, I do like Ellie and I appreciate what she does. Yeah. But I, I didn't really like that look, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, this for me, it was well executed. It just wasn't as exciting as what other people brought this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, because we've seen it, if she'd have done that on week one or week two, I'd have been like, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah. We've seen that silhouette throughout the whole competition now, so I wasn't mm-hmm. proud as much as I would have been if I'd have just seen it for the first time. Yeah, but yeah and it's sort of... I don't want to be too harsh on her. No, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. But in, yeah, just in my opinion, I do feel like she's sort of been skating by. Okay. Like she's, I, there's been no like highs and lows for me. It's just sort of, she's sort of, just sort of been. Consistent. She's been consistently safe throughout the competition. Like yeah. High. Which I know, like, um, on Kenna's Drag Race, Scarlet Boba was consistently safe, made it to top three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I don't know. I just think she's not so much range, and I know she can do more. And she's someone yeah. who I'm excited to see what the Drag Race money, what she's mm-hmm. going to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like, I agree. Taste and Ahura, they're like doing fashion week pre Drag Race. Yeah. So you sort of know where they're going to go with it. But like Ellie, yeah. I think she can really. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that it's, it's been a year and yeah. she did yes. make everything herself and you only get a month's notice. Yeah. And like, yeah. Fair, enough, the fair yeah. enough. They had that time in between lockdown to judge things up and stuff. But 
in the run up to the show, you have like four weeks' notice to do like yeah. 12 runway to, outfits to get and everything. 10 mini challenge looks or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot. It is a lot. So she, she did yeah. do really well, but it wasn't really like phenomenal. And, and this is the thing I know a lot of people have said, well, you had those seven months, so why didn't you elevate? I mean, if you watch the, the lockdown special, like, she had to sign on to Universal Credit, get a council mm-hmm. flat and go back to working in a drive-thru. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't think creating new costumes was her priority during the lockdown. No. So no. what she brought for this probably was what she brought the first time round. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not mad at it. Um, I just, yeah, I think if we see her now post-lockdown, I think you're going to have like, she's going to show her glow up later than I think the other queens. 100%. Because yeah. she is constant. Like her makeup is beautiful. Her wigs are mm-hmm. beautiful. They're just similar. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's the difference with her. Um, but you could, you could say that about Trixie Mattel and look how successful ex- Trixie Mattel exactly. is. Yeah. So aesthetic only gets you so far. And I yeah. think it's, it's, as an artist, you work out, like Jackson Pollock, for instance, like you look at a painting from him and you think, oh, okay, those splatters, you instantly recognise yeah. it as a Jackson Pollock. Um, but you'll get other people painted. say, well, I've seen it, what's new? Yeah, like, exactly. But people go, people go to Da Vinci and they love Da Vinci's art because exactly. it's Da Vinci's style. So it's exactly the same as, as yeah. drag. So yeah. yeah, I think she did do well. It just wasn't like, like majorly stand out, if yeah. that makes yeah. sense. And, and this is what I was going to bring on to the next queen for someone that has kept me guessing and shocked mm. on the runway. Giselle's sort of spotty Shirley Carter from EastEnders, I thought was unbelievably genius. Bimini, not Giselle. Oh, I'm Bimini, Giselle. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so I was reading I was your like, screen being what like, what you call yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the most genius thing I've ever seen on the runway because mm. to take, like we're saying that it was dripping with diamonds or whatever. And I think the fact that she turned acne into like beauty, I thought was yeah. such a smart way of going, I'm going to make gross gorgeous. This is what I love about Bimini. You just don't know what to expect. And she doesn't think like your average person. No. Like, I think they're just... She's so smart. She's kept guessing art. every week. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I just think, like, it makes me excited to see what they're going to come out with next. Yeah. Because that's yeah, it. If you take yeah. it. Even back to her first episode, which landed her in the bottom, but, like, her Princess Julia was spot-on accurate. And Even the Norwich think, City look. And like, this, I you enjoyed that it. So then Norwich was hilariously genius. Yeah. Then you yeah. look at her a day at the seaside or whatever, and she was in that beautiful Victorian that style beautiful. list. She's got rain. Mm-hmm. Then you look at this, you look at the bacteria dress she did. She, you look yeah. at Pamela Anderson Devil. Like, <laughs> she's very clever at taking a theme and going, how can I do something mm. stupid with it? But still and this gorgeous. is drag. You've still got a little bit of comedy, like making acne glam. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, And doing it with it, the sort of greasy 80s mullet. Yeah. Yeah, it was just fabulous. I just absolutely loved how she did it. And you know nobody else is going to come up with that idea. And I think yeah. that's what kind of like leveled her above everybody else oh, because God, it was yeah. just so forward thinking and so different. And yeah. that's what I like to see in an artist. Yeah, because that's it. Mm. Like we, you can expect to see a queen in like a rhinestone bodysuit for this challenge. It's kind of... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's kind of the the obvious thing you'd expect but i i still think everyone did it differently like horrors look different to lawrence's who look different to tace's for example but i think what she did was just it was like an old wives overcoat with like acne and a mullet but it was mm-hmm. still met the challenge completely it was just puss filled diamond glamour it was and I think this is attractive as well it was beautiful yeah yeah and i but, just think like yeah this yeah. felt fashion to me like you said this felt like 
take away the sort of the spots makeup and the wig the actual coat itself is like you would see that fashion week as yeah, the way it's presented you would see that mm-hmm. in an editorial in a kooky fashion magazine like it was so yeah. brilliantly referential but still felt completely unique so yeah and i think it it stood out from everybody else because no disrespect to anybody because i know everybody makes their own outfits and yeah. things and i know it's not easy but a lot of people just had like diamond on a chain and dangled it off them and they yeah. were just rhinestoned and i just think having a having a concept and it almost it's almost like a narrative and it tells a story and yeah. it's it's that that's what i enjoyed about it i think and and she has done that successfully every week again if i yeah. go back to the pamela anderson devil the idea yeah. was monster mashup and mm-hmm. she took someone she made pamela anderson a monster which was the jerk of it stand, it still stands with her being like a vegan eco warrior mm-hmm. but it was the jerk of going like i'm going to make sort of like the most glamorous woman of the 80s evil and turn mm-hmm. that into like it, could that be the power of social media about the beauty mm-hmm. industry? so she still made it a monster yeah, just without very... it being like a werewolf like she just chose something different to do with it and yeah. i think that does excite me a lot like you said i think you can see a great costume and appreciate it but i think when a great costume has a character behind it i'm yeah that, that's what gets me because i think how would that be an editorial how would that be a photo shoot where would mm-hmm. i see that and i think that's yeah this like 100% excited me the most this week yeah I mean going on to I know we're slightly skipping the order but sort of going on from Bimini's like very out there visionary concept I was really disappointed with Tace's because it wasn't I don't think it fit the theme it was stunning like she looked gorgeous and I loved that like grey poofed like hair yeah stunning. but she was giving me like metal metallic chrome rather yeah. than diamond i think it didn't really for me it didn't really hit the challenge i mean i don't know if she changed it from her original look or i don't know what her like how that came about like it was gorgeous but it just didn't really mm. fit for me i don't know if you felt the same way i loved it i thought it, w- it was fabulous i did like it and it was dripping in diamonds it was like stoned and stuff but again it's, it's not what i would have done do you know what i mean like yeah. it's yeah it's I, I liked it though. I thought it was good. Oh yeah, like beautiful. I just think it, it for me it felt the least themed. Like that could have been an outfit yeah. for any week. I think. Yeah. That's Whereas yeah, I think felt. everyone else, you could tell this was a diamonds challenge, mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. this one just felt like a beautiful outfit that had diamonds on it. Yeah. For me. And I know what you mean. Thing because I find I don't want to be too harsh with comments, but then it's literally just does this outfit fit the challenge? For me, it was like no, it just didn't. Fit, but like she always looks so gorgeous it, she yeah, does it, it tick boxed the challenge for me but i wasn't like whoa wow i didn't expect that from a diamond challenge yeah yeah is what i Which, wanted i was gonna say moving on to lawrence i did not expect that i was i thought it was brilliant yeah it was a very different silhouette for them very yeah. clever and again, yeah. if you're going to do a bodysuit, do something clever with it. And like Lawrence the... came out in a bodysuit, but literally had like the crystallized skull. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was a really smart way of, of elevating a bodysuit to fit a challenge, but also, again, giving it a character. Like mm-hmm. Alan Jerks being like, you look like a big gay meteor. <laughs> That's fab though, because it's like, it's, it's like stones in the most original form. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. not polished and not cut and things like that and like all the jagged edges and yeah yeah, i really enjoyed it i thought it was really cool yeah i i thought lawrence was brilliant with this look this week yeah Um, and again like we said i there's certain looks lawrence does where you kind of you you sort of know what you're going to get from lawrence not that they're bad but you you expect it kind of like we've said with ellie this was unexpected for me it was like lawrence came out and i was like fuck that's that's good 
Like, yeah, I've I've been very impressed with Lawrence's um, yeah. looks. To be fair, in mm. the season, like I've I, I don't know if you've both been watching it, but you know his little episodes that he does after the after the yeah. show, yeah, where he, he redoes the look. Like I've really been enjoying them because he like he talks more about the look and you learn about the the thought process behind yeah. it and stuff. So I haven't watched this pink one yet, but no, I, I I'm excited too. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, so I guess who was your top look this week? Who was your bottom look this week? My top look was Bimney. I just yeah. loved it. I just thought it was really cool, very clever. And I think my least favourite one, if I've got to choose, would be Ellie's. Yeah. I did like it, but yeah. I just yeah. feel like in that lineup, I think my least favourite was was Ellie. I, I, I was the same this five. week, I think. That's it. Um, and, and like you said, no one actually did bad this week. Everyone no. had a beautiful look. So yeah. it is that nitty-gritty picking, but... It's- yeah, exactly. It's the one I was the least excited by this week, mm-hmm. but it was still beautiful. I think, yeah. I mean, it was my clear favourite, but Lawrence would have been my second, I think. Yeah, I think when it, the, I don't think anyone else could have won. That was a really backwards way of saying that. But I think Bimini was the only one who had like the best combination of Bimini was the clearest winner. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yes. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's what You're saying. an English student. You need yeah. <laughs> I know. And, God, Bimini I... did good in that. She did very well. I liked it. I said to Harry before we started, I was like, I feel hungover today and I haven't drunk. Oh, I, I did. It's lockdown, innit? I've got no social skills anymore. I'm just like, yeah. hi. Yeah, literally, it's like, this is, it feels like dating again. It's like, you meet someone, you're like, yeah. <laughs> God help me being people. able to talk to somebody after, like, when we go back into the real world, because I've got no social skills. Yeah. I'm like, oh. How do I string like, a sentence together? Yeah. Fuck all this. Give me the Jaeger again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was a good challenge, though. I think. It's yeah. I, I enjoyed would, the I challenge. Think... I just wish that they could have had an audience. I yeah. felt bad for them yeah. this week because it did make a challenge yeah. more challenging. And the runway was fun. I think it was good. Yeah. I think I would have done like a burglar, like a diamond thief, with like a bag, but the bag yeah. would have been fully rhinestoned, dripping in stones. And then I would have had a black and white jumper dress thing on, but that would have been fully stoned as well in a stoned mask. Yeah. I think that's what I would have done. Yeah. That would have been so good. Something different, do you know what I mean? I think I rather think than just... The first thing I thought of when I heard this challenge, I'm not a drag queen, but like I like to think of like the fashion bits for it. And mm-hmm. do you remember like Christian Cowan did that collection where it was like gloves, but the gloves looked like they were all watches? I don't know if you Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boots. I would have done something like that. So instead of it being like dripping with diamonds, I would have literally almost made like a full outfit that looked like it was just loads of necklaces tied around me and stuff. Clever. Or oh, like a big flasher mac and you open it and it's just loads of diamonds. Yeah, and that would have been like my dripping with, that would have been my dripping with diamonds. I would have almost made it look like I just run into like a jeweler's and run, almost like the, the thief idea, but my whole outfit would have just been like what I got in the swag. That would have been fabulous. That yeah. would have been my take on this. The time. diamond thief. Yeah, that would have been good. Another... I know this is again. We'll go back to another episode, but while we have you, what would you have done for your monster mashup? Oh, loads of people have asked me this. Um, I I, I still don't know. Like I, I my just, two monsters. I love a famine and a corrupt government. I just wouldn't have worn makeup. Yeah, I just just walked yeah. out on the stage like this. <laughs> oh, you've won! Congratulations. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think you could have been very clever with it, and there's loads of different routes you could have taken it down yeah. and i just think i love mythology as well so would it have been a mythological side or would i yeah. have done some kind of paranormal or like I, I just don't know i think i loved cherries how she did a zombie alien and i remember yeah. 
when I went round to help her, um, she'd already started on that and I walked right. in and she'd started on the headpiece and I just remember just looking at it and I was like, oh my God, like this yeah. is like insane. And it took hours like to, to make oh, it and stuff I and we imagine. put all the tubes <laughs> on the bodysuit and, and I just remember standing back when she had it on and we were all just like gagged. We were like, yeah. oh my God, like, and it's such a shame that she didn't, yeah. have she didn't get to do that on the runway because she planned to go out in the helmet and take it off and we'd made loads of slime which which like was attached to it oh, i would like ooze through yeah so it's such a shame that she never got to do that because it was all uv as well um oh. <laughs> yeah so yeah i shame. thought that was brilliant and another queen that went home early for that challenge that i thought was beautiful was uh joe black's nosferatu which i saw it um, yeah that was very I, clever for me yeah. And I thought it was smart as well because it stuck to the Joe aesthetic, which I suppose is tying loosely with what I'm saying about this week. Yeah. But, um, he stayed Joe Black in the sense that it was very vintage horror. Yeah. So he chose like like a Dracula-esque character and a, like a pagan witch. And it was, it was really smart to take two really classic old Hollywood villains to become that because it still feels like your character. Yeah. Um, oh, completely. And it goes back to saying about sticking to your brand and working out who you are and working out yeah. your aesthetic. And I think that's one thing that Joe has got down to a T and it's such a shame to see him go early because he, he is cabaret. He is burlesque. Yeah. And I yeah. think he's just perfect for that. And I think like he portrays it so well and he yeah. just knows himself and it's such a shame. And it just goes to show, I've got a lot to say about this. Uh, it just goes to show that like the show isn't a true reflection of the Queens. Like, no, judge five animals about how they climb up a tree and the goldfish is going to lose, but judge them about how they're going to swim and the goldfish is going to exactly. win. So it's just, yeah. if you're in a certain environment, it doesn't mean that you're terrible. It just means that that might not be for you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you so, don't have to be good at everything. No, and it's no reflection of how she is as a queen. It's no. reality television. It's just yes. reality television and that's all but, it is. Because you have to remember it's a reality television show before a drag competition. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a drag exactly. competition. It's not about talent. It's about how you can be produced and it's about how yeah. they can kind of manipulate the story. They have a story in mind before the show starts mm -hmm. and that story will potentially change as it goes along but they always kind of have in their head this is what we want to try and push from it if yeah. you've ever listened to like Rue and Michelle's what's the tea podcast back in the day I remember they said uh, I think they had Alaska on it and she was like oh yes yeah, so obviously I, audition I auditioned five times sort of thing and Rue was like well story-wise we didn't have a space for you that made sense yet they were like they said obviously when we started the show we wanted pageant queens because that's what Americans would relate to and yeah they were like Come season three, we brought Raja in because Raja was genderfuck. Come season mm -hmm. four, we had Sharon Needles, which was alternative <coughs> spooky drag. Jinx brought in like old school, like comedy, vintage. So it's like there is a narrative in the head where they want to introduce new things to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why the UK cast for the first season as well was quite a known cast because they want yeah. introduction to the UK. Like, like people know a Davina de Campo, they know the Vivian, they know a bag of chips. It's people. Very traditional drag. Yeah. yeah, and I think Whereas this year think... was a brilliantly versatile cast. Oh my God, absolutely. Like a very visual cast and a very talented yeah. cast. Like yeah. a very strong, very strong, uh, very strong cast. Yeah, and yeah. It is, it's one of those weird ones where I don't see anyone as like a weak contender this season. So it's been no. sad to see anyone go. Mm -hmm. Let me just nip for a wee again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I knew you were about to say that. And then I was like, I need to go. Um, I'll be right back, hang on. My next biscuit I'm eating, ladies and gentlemen, is a lovely Scottish shortbread. Oh, we love that. 
Heavenly. Can't remember the brand name. It's got Titan on the packet. The classic one, the good one. Is it Walker's? Oh, I think it is Walker's. Oh, that the Walker's factory is right next to where my grandma lives. Jealous. Do you get free biscuits? No. <laughs> I don't I know li- if you could go do like a walking tour and got biscuits. Oh no. I was like, I live, I live near a Tesco, but they don't give me snacks. <laughs> that would be convenient, though. I'll just buy a pie biscuit factory. Can I come get some biscuits, please? Can I just have a snack? I live, I live like 30 seconds away from a co-op. And I never go in there because it's so expensive. But, you know, if they... Co-op. Give me free snacks. I don't have Hello, a co-op I'm back. Time, but I want snacks. Oh, oh we're I've back. We've been doing a full back. one of these already, so I'm just like... Oh. Yeah, you have I'm... the world's biggest water bottle. Oh, that's it. That's why I'm drinking. A moderate size. I was very dehydrated <laughs> this morning. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah, sir. We were just talking about biscuits and oh, doing yeah. ASR about the co-op. Oh, yeah, fabulous. What's your favourite biscuit and why? Oh, I do love these M&S shortbreads, I will say. Do you? What Got are a those? nice little caramel chunk in it. Oh, heaven. Oh, nice. What are those Tesco ones called? Tesco the dipped. Biscuits. The what? The dipped Oreos that you got me onto. Oh my um, god, yeah. The, um, oh. Oh, no, what, I've got such an ostentation name. Um, enrobed. Enrobed. What, yes. Yeah, enrobed Oreos. cookies. Yeah, they're so yeah. good. Yeah. Incredible. I'm old school that I like the, are they, are they the, are they called Viennese ones, and it's like two wafer biscuits. The Fox like, ones. Oh, with like, the chocolate it's in. such they're a good. granny biscuit, but they're the best biscuits in the world. I love Fox's classics. Like, they're my favourite. And it's just basically just, like, a Fox's biscuit with, like, layers of chocolate. And then it's got chocolate on it as well. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Another just... seamless transition. Speaking of crumbling, oh, the Queens went off in untouched this oh. week. <laughs> oh, what a good transition. My God. Yeah. You so the untouched Normally we don't talk about it, but it, it's, this was talkable it was this week. Uh-huh. They came okay. off the runway. They all went back in. Ellie obviously looked quite uh, deflated. Um, mm-hmm. And without a second's notice, a horror went in. Don't look at me. Don't speak to me. You've mugged me right off. I think you're scum. All this sort of shite. Um, yeah. Which was kind of hard to watch because there's, like, there's a screen right when they transition back to the main stage where Ellie's literally sat there crying. And you can see her makeup running and no one does anything to comfort her, which I found really disheartening. Yeah. And I think, again, it goes, it just goes down to it all being TV. And yeah. it's such a shame. Yeah. And I think, no wonder the Queens, like, people are complaining, like, oh my God, like, they're all crying. Da, da, da. No wonder they're crying. They're in yeah. that situation where yeah. you don't really have any true friends with you because everybody's there for the crown. Yeah. So it, it's hard. It's really hard. It's not true light. It's not real life because like in a situation like that you could message your friends or you could message family and you could be like exactly. oh i'm feeling really down and they don't have anyone like that so it must be really difficult yeah. you finish so, filming for the day you go back to your hotel room and you're not allowed to see people so they can't yeah, even talk yeah. off camera about four what? hours sleep and then you're back up again to film again it's just yeah. like they need like, yeah. a phone a friend thing where they've got they should be allowed like a burner phone that has one phone number in it and they, they've got like mm. one friend they can talk to or even like just the bbc could hire some like counselors yeah, they do. I mean, I know they do have people on set. Um, they've got a yeah. medic and stuff as well and things like that. But and, and you do go through psychological evaluations before you go on the show. Yeah. That's the uh, same with any reality TV as well. Yeah, like you, but, will, you will have like a two-hour phone call from mm, like a psych therapist to basically make sure, are you going to be mentally prepared for what TV might do? Oh, I, uh, I failed that. 
<laughs> and I mean, look at look at Lawrence. Look at what's happened with Lawrence. He just yeah. voiced his opinion about how um, Ellie put them all in order and stuff, and yeah. he's had to delete Twitter. And yeah, he's, he's got is... people, he's got people coming for him for his size and things like that. And I just think when you're so self-conscious about that anyway, and you've yeah. got somebody who you don't even know who feels that it's okay to call you like a fat yeah. cunt and stuff like that, yeah. and you just think. Why are you so vicious? And yeah. I have, that's one side of Drag Race, which I think has a really dark and ugly face to it. And, and it's it is horrible the fandom. Because it will kill the show in the long run. Because it will get to the point where queens aren't going to want to be on the show anymore. No. Like, mm. I know that you, um, Adam, did a podcast with uh, Britta a while back. And Britta talks about it as well. And the, the abuse she got. We had Alexis Michelle reviewing this with us. She talked about, like, the Valentina fans coming for her just because she was in the competition a bit longer than Valentina. It's um, wild. And it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy yeah. to think that this happens. Um, had... For the sake of a TV show, like, it's fun. It's, it is supposed it to be entertainment. Be fun, yeah. you, don't get me wrong. I, I didn't like the way they spoke to Ellie Diamond. But I'm not going to tweet them and tell them it. You have yeah, your opinion with your friends. You I think that's opinion, the difference. keep it to yourself. By mm. all means, say, oh, I wasn't keen on a horror this week. Or, oh, I thought blah, blah, blah was this, that, or the other. But and that's I an think opinion. when you're, when you you're physically sending abuse tweet. to a queen, basically mm-hmm. being like, Obviously, Lawrence felt some sort of way this week. And yeah. fine. I thought it was a bit of an overreaction. But like you said, it's a pressure cooker environment. You can't see this as real life. Yeah. And I think for the fact that he's, Lawrence has now had to delete Twitter because of the amount of abuse they it's were getting. Right. It's crazy. It's wild, like the com- isn't it? The competition was filmed a year ago. Like, they filmed <laughs> around this time. It literally was filmed a year ago. I know, obviously, there's a seven-month break from where they're up to but... now. But mm. it's like... This shows this this has been done. They've carried on with their lives. Yeah. And then seven months later to be abused again, again. for it. It's just like Christ. <laughs> when Sister Sister was on, we that came out in like mid-January, I think. And we recorded like two days before Christmas. And even a week and a half after the cast announcement, she was getting hate for not being scouse enough. Yeah. It uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You could be the juiciest peach on the tree, but there's always someone out there who doesn't like peaches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. you just need to keep that in your mind. Like there's always gonna be somebody who doesn't like what you do. And I think it's it was it Alaska or somebody who said just never read the comments and I, yeah. the more I see it, the more I think, do you know what you saw, right? Like I've yeah, seen says I've, it as well. She says, yeah. you'll remember that one negative comment over the thousand praising you. Nice and it's too. so true. It's so yeah. sad. So like... you, you just don't read it. They go, yeah. I, I'm making money. I'm doing my thing. People that want to come see me, come see me. Why mm-hmm. do I care about some random person in a different country thinking yeah. that I'm a slag or a dick or a knobhead? <laughs> you just go, all right, you do you. <laughs> it's awful. It's and really it's, awful. It's awful because there are so many queens, like Davina replies to every message, every comment. And I think that's benefit her because she built such a relationship with her fans mm-hmm. but at the same time like i feel awful for her that she's replying to 10 nice messages and there's going to be some nasty ones you'll see the nasty ones yeah yeah of course I mean, have you had any sort of experiences like that because i know Me. you reply to all of your like comments and stuff yeah uh, yeah i have and i just try to i just try to address it um as professionally as i can to be honest yeah. with you like i'll try and talk to them like I've had yeah, just different things. One thing which I have had is I I, I do take inspiration from a lot of different things, and yeah. um, I have been called out for uh, cultural appropriation before, and it was something which I wasn't aware of at the time. 
Yeah. And um, I did a, a look where I painted myself blue and I dressed as an Indian yes. deity. Yeah. Um, and to me, I was just like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so inspiring. It was an, it an was, appreciation was, of... Yeah. Exactly. It was just, it was an appreciation. And um, I thought nothing of it. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is fabulous. And like, I even had like Indian friends who were like, wow, this looks incredible. And yeah. like, I had, I, I made friends with this guy who owns a dance company and he hired me to... Um, um, paint him um he was indian as well and he was yeah. like oh my god this is incredible um and he hired me to paint him for some promo and stuff like that so i thought there was nothing wrong with it and yeah. then um somebody popped up and they were like um you, you're glamorizing people's god in a way where you're kind of like and, and they explained what cultural appropriation yeah. was and i was just it's literally that painting right there um <laughs> but somebody did that for me so that's why i've kept it up but um yeah and I learned the hard way with that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, look but, at the Met Gala. They did a whole theme on religion and they had everyone dressed well, up as nuns and Catholic got, priests. <laughs> like, yeah. like, um, is their full name Virgin Extravaganza? The London like cabaret. I don't want to fuck their name. Oh, yeah, Virgin Extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. They, did, they, were, they had some stories the other week where they were talking about how someone had called them. I can't remember what the word was. It was like, something like contentious or something like that um no what blasphemy is that blasphemous, blasphemous. That's, yes sorry i'm not a very religious person so i don't know the lingo oh i'm so sorry the door's yes. going can i just go and get the door <laughs> <All right. laughs> yes, you you're actually going to the bathroom yeah she's going for a big poo again but yeah <laughs> so virgin put these stories up about how people were calling her like blasphemous for what she was doing and she was like i'm religious this isn't this yeah. is me, like, this is just I'm exploring this and expressing this. Exactly. And now we have the final four. Oh, wait, actually, skipped ahead a little bit. Chaos. Um, we had the lip sync. It was Taste and Ahura. Unfortunately, Ahura sashayed away, um, which I was pretty gutted about, actually, because I was kind of obsessed with her by the end of it. But our top four is Ellie Diamond, Lawrence Cheney, Bimini Bomb, Britain's Next Drag Superstar, and Taste. So out of those top four, who is your biggest contender for the crown at this point? Oh, I think it's so difficult to choose. I think uh, I, I think from what I've seen so far, I think I want Bimini to win because I feel like in the competition, she's really grown and she's shown that growth on camera. Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to see her kind of like benefit from it. Yeah, I'm the same. Mm. I think Bimini is the one that for, for the exact reasons you've said is who I'm rooting for. Yeah. Um, Lawrence is my second, but it's a very close second for that. If either yeah. of those two were to win for me, I would not be disappointed. They're yeah. the ones that I'm I'm pushing for. Yeah. There's no one I like with the top four, there's no one I'd be mad about winning. Yeah, no, I agree. They, they've all they all deserve to be there. Um well, it was like the first season as well when it came to Bagger, Vivian, and Davina. I got to the point and I just thought, well, they all did great. Let's see what happens. But do yeah. you think we'd have like a bagger moment where Almost like a, not a self elimination, but like. But just going, I don't deserve it as much as these two. Yeah. Do we think? I mean, because they're all quite big personalities. No, they all want to win. Then <laughs> they're all in it for the win. We won't get that you tender moment this year. <laughs> no, they're all in it for the win. You can tell. You can tell that they've all got the, they've all got their eyes on the prize, and they all want. They all want to win. Yeah. And they're 100%. all great representatives of the queer community as well. We've got such a huge mixture of exactly. talent, and they're all so different. So it would be nice for any of them to win. Yeah, we really right. do have a, a proper versatile. It's incredible. Force, like, yeah. 
going to be interesting, I think. Did mm-hmm. you watch the lockdown special? Yeah. Did you see Bimini's 12 pound chair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm obsessed with. And I've, Adam talked, about, about this I've talked about it every week since. I want her to win so she can have an IKEA collection of folding chairs. Oh, my God. That would be fabulous. Like, I've, I've got her on Facebook. So I've been seeing her updates and stuff. And I remember seeing. She posted this video and she was doing a headstand in a thong in some pleasers yeah. on the chair. And I was like, this, uh, what an icon. What an absolute icon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. She's the change we need to see in the world. She is. She absolutely is. Though, <laughs> she because is, she's so though. lovely as well. And yeah. so androgynous. And just, she's just a brilliant representation. That's of it. And I think if we, were to com- if we were to compare her to like a, a US queen, I guess. Um, not necessarily as in like look or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think... Her to this UK season is kind of what Raja was to the season of the US, which is bringing that drag that isn't just, oh, I'm going to come out and just be a glamorous, pretty woman. Like she's coming mm. with like a message and a character and a concept, which we haven't seen before and playing. Opening with... eyes and opening minds. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think for that, she has a really important message that will entice the show. I think, oh, I think I she's agree. definitely visionary. Yeah. Yeah. And but I, I want like, them all to win. I don't. All right, Miss World, calm down. Just be a minute. Yeah, be a minute. <laughs> only be one. <laughs> but of course, next week we have the acting challenge where the final four will act out to see Beastenders, I think the theme was. And next week, Beastenders. Is Very hard is joining us next week. <laughs> oh, brilliant. The and then brilliant. Uh, for the finale, we have Precious and Coco. Yeah, so it's going to Brilliant. be excellent. back again. It will. Also, what, uh, so quickly, where can we find you? Um, so at the moment, you can find me on my social media. It's at the other Giselle on everything. So we're talking like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, it's all the same handle, the other Giselle. Um, and I will be starting back at Viaduct from the 12th of April. So yay! when, yay, when venues reopen, we are going to be able to perform in the courtyard. So they've got, uh, they've had a little refurb and made it bigger and made it COVID safe so yeah you'll have to pop down and come say hello we cannot wait we're very excited me too well I'm thank you very much for coming on the podcast with us it's been an absolute thank pleasure. you yeah it's been really fun it's been really nice to just speak to people yeah definitely. <laughs> no, it's been nice to have a little catch up it's been really good and I can't wait to see you when Viaduct reopens you exactly. too likewise I know <laughs> it's gonna be really good yeah gorgeous thank you very much Thank you. Bye. 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 And then we're done. Cut. <laughs>